That's how we start every episode. Did you know that? Do you remember that? Do you recall that? That's Is that what you recall? We've actually, we've actually never actually started an episode like that. I'm Wing. I'm Jay. And I'm Stargate Pioneer from the Starling Tribune. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in three, two, one. <laughs> we both have a we both have a big black round pop filter in front of us. How funny is that? Yeah, I should probably move. That. Uh, why? I don't know how to. Mine's move that. there. We match. It's hilarious. Hilarity ensues. It's like it's like we were meant for each On other. On this episode of Unqualified, you haven't, you, you haven't pressed play yet. I didn't need to press play. Press play. You hit start broadcast to start a Google Hangout. Not play. On the Google. We'll hit start broadcast on the Google Play Store. Okay, I hit start broadcast on the Google Hangouts Play Store app application hangouts.com. Hey, didn't Google decide they wanted to be in podcasts? Yeah, it's a new thing that um, is going to be happening soon. You'll be able to find us, Unqualified Gamers, you'll be able to find us there. That is the name of our podcast. Presently, until dun dun dun. Until Dawn, the game that I played in the Halloween time that was really good. <clears throat> until Dawn was our 122nd-ish episode of Unqualified Gamers. And yes, you did review that. But what I'm referring to, Jonathan Martin, what I, Cody Goff, am referring to is an announcement that we are going to save until the end of the episode, which I just pretty much came away, uh, gave away. But we are nonetheless going to wait until later to actually um, expound upon... What I just listener just listener just so you know I literally have no idea uh, what this I think I might know what the announcement is I had no idea that we were going to be announcing it on this episode so Cody just kind of went cavalier with that that particular piece of information we're not announcing it specifically fine. we're going to announce it in in doses we're, wait a minute we're, don't we're not please tell me we're not going to announce an announcement we are going well no we're we're going to announce. Something vague, and then announce the specifics at a later date. That's called a tease in the biz. That's how that works. Got it. So it's going to be like vague booking, like on Facebook. What? Oh, yes, yes. So, so we're going to end the episode with "It's hard to be friends sometimes." Yeah. Dot yeah. dot dot, and then we're going to put dot 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 after, and then everyone will wonder who's the friend they're talking about. Is it me? Am I the friend? Probably. Your voice is. A second ahead of your video right now. That's how your internet yeah. connection is treating you today. So, every, as you can see, so if you're not watching us, listener or viewer, as this as the case may be, um, I'm in a I'm in a temporary uh, set of digs right now for the next month while um, we are in transition from previous house, which we officially closed on. By the way, it is it is behind us. Like we literally can't go back. But uh, from previous house to future house, which is next month. Um, and, uh, so I'm living with my mother-in-law and so, you know, she's, her house is set up kind of however she wants. And, um, she has an internet connection that I, I literally get 150 kilobytes per second download speed. It is the, it is probably the slowest internet that I have been on in maybe the past like five to 10 years. 
And that's not an exaggeration. It's pretty incredible. So if I appear like lagged or if there's some kind of weird delays with the way Cody and I exchange ideas, that's probably why. It's because it's actually taking a physical amount of time for the data to walk across the internet to get to him. Um, that's how data yeah, works, Yeah, that right? is really intense. I was trying to enable comments in our live Google Hangout, which if you're listening to this podcast on unqualifiedgamers.com or wgnplus.com or gunnageek.com, I can safely tell you that you are not seeing us physically because you're not watching our YouTube channel, which is fine. But we do a live Google Hangout generally Tuesday evenings, although that's constantly subject to change, so uh, don't necessarily set an appointment. But mess with the control room because you should be able to comment live on our podcast and i find i see no comment section whatsoever so um to the one viewer that we have currently i apologize i don't know how to get that to work i checked a box that says allow comments on this video and enable live chat and yet here we are it doesn't it doesn't matter google hangouts will Always break whenever we try to yeah, use it. There's certainly something that life. doesn't work properly, but that's fine. Well, anyway, I'm glad that at least your audio works. This is still, uh, at least the fact that we are able to do a podcast still means that we are a just leaps and bounds ahead of where we usually are for this for this podcast, quite frankly. And this is a video game podcast, and literally all I want to hear about is the game you've been playing for two weeks. Yeah, so I, uh, I I don't even know if I teased it. I feel like I did, but a game called Dragon Quest Heroes came out a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it was a game, it is a game that was out in Japan like in February of this year. So it it took six months of time then-ish, six to, to eight months of time to get over here to the States. My math is not good. Uh, ten months, eight months Nine of months. time. Look, it doesn't matter. Somewhere between six and ten months of time it took to get over here. Um, I don't know how long. I'm sure the localization process took even longer than that. Um, but this is kind of a win for America uh, because Dragon Quest games have a tendency. I'd say we probably have like a 50-ish percent success rate in getting um, Dragon Quest games brought to America. Like, they, there's a large number of them that just never make it here. Um, because, like, when, you know, whatever focus groups are done, uh, like, they say, yeah, America doesn't really want these games. So, um, this game, though, is unlike anything, any other Dragon Quest game that I've ever played by, like, leaps and bounds. It actually, it kind of has nothing to do with other Dragon Quest games other than theme. So, Dragon Quest, if you're not familiar is a, uh, a very traditional role-playing game series that uh, debuted in Japan in like 1980, it was like six or it's seven. The, it was a very early... It's the Dragon Warrior series. Yes, yeah, it's the, for, yeah. And if you know nothing about Dragon Quest, it's the Dragon Warrior series on the NES on the NES console from way back when. Um, so it debuted in Japan in like 86 and, and, or 87, and it took like two or three years for it to get localized and brought to America. Um, and when it was, it was brought to America as a contest in Nintendo Power. And you may have been a subscriber at this time, not a contest, but if you were a subscriber to Nintendo Power at this time, I want to say they gave you a free copy of the game or something really? like that. I was not a, yeah, yeah, I was not a subscriber at the time. Like Nintendo published the the original Dragon Warrior in the United States, which was a really rare thing to, to have happen because 
after that point, it was always Enix that did it. And then once Square Enix merged, it was Square Enix that, that published all of the games. But the original Dragon Warrior was brought to America and, and published by Nintendo. And I, I do believe it was given away um, by uh, two subscribers of Nintendo Power. And it, it was this, like... It is the most traditional... I would argue that it's like the most traditional of the Japanese role-playing game that you can get. Like, it is a it is a turn-based, party-based game. And in every iteration of the game, there are now Dragon Quests 1 through 10. 10 is an MMO, so it's slightly different. But 1 through 9, anyway, of the traditional games are all turn-based, party-based role-playing games with their own stories, right? And, like, that is all they've ever been. And, in fact, it is ingrained in the Japanese culture for Dragon Quest games to be this way. So much so that when Dragon Quest IX was first announced, it was, um, they, they had, they were leaking some details on it and they leaked one of the details that they had changed the battle system from a turn-based system to an action system, um, like a la Diablo type thing. And there was so much backlash before the game even came out, there was so much backlash by um, by Japanese gamers that they overhauled the entire battle system of Dragon Quest IX and made it a turn-based Because game. there were riots. They were flipping cars over. They were cosplaying as Final Fantasy characters and murdering. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so anyway, I mean, this is like the most traditional series that i can like possibly think of like it it went through nine games basically unchanged there have been a couple of spin-off games that um i think in like the the canon the pantheon of dragon quest games you consider don't really count um and those games are kind of where the series has branched out a little bit in terms of genre but in general it's always kept to this like role-playing game theme uh very like traditional fantasy setting you know um very minimal technology, mostly swords, shields, bows, that kind of thing. Lots of magic. Um, very um, iconic monsters. If you've seen a little blue slime with a smile on its face anywhere, that is the slime from the Dragon Quest series. And there's a good chance that you've seen it somewhere. And if you haven't, just Google Slime Dragon Quest and you'll probably see a picture of it and go, oh yeah, I've definitely seen that. Uh, but they've got some I- some iconic monsters that have also like literally lasted throughout the course of the entire series so the slimes that were up aside from updated graphics the slimes that were in dragon warrior one are the same slimes that are now in dragon quest heroes which is i mean it's crazy like it it's it's kind of like a neat thing it's i don't know there's something there's something really cool about the fact that the series has so much uh places so much value in in like it's nostalgia like that um, in its tradition, that you see the same stuff coming from game one all the way to game uh, to, to the to the most recent games. So anyway, that's just a little background on Dragon Quest. It, it's done that over like a twenty year span, and this game is one of the spinoff games. It's Dragon Quest Heroes, and I've been following this game um, since this summer when they announced. I don't remember exactly when they announced it for the PlayStation Four here in America, um, but I feel like I've been following it since around the summer. And they released, um, they had given a, a release date of October at that time. And then they started to release information on the game um, in English since then. Um, and so I was following it, which which got me kind of excited about it. And basically what it is, is it's Hyrule Warriors, which is a Musou game. Uh, Musou being the genre of game. Like it's a very, di- it's like Dynasty Warriors. So it's a Musou game only set in the Dragon Quest universe with characters 
from the first like five Dragon Quest games or first six Dragon Quest games. So it's basically so, the exact same thing as Hyrule Warriors, only instead of Legend of Zelda characters from throughout the, throughout the series, you have Dragon Quest uh, people from throughout the series. Exactly. And we've talked a lot about Hyrule Warriors, and I've talked a lot about how I played that game far more than I expected myself to, and I also actively understand that it is like, it's it's not a great game. So... <laughs> I mean, it didn't show up on either of our top five lists of that year, and we both probably put more hours into that game than, like, any other game. Wait, really? It didn't? No. Oh, that, well, I didn't get really into it until 2015, to be fair. And, listener, if you're interested in hearing John and I talk about Hyrule Warriors all the time, you can find some of our older archived episodes at unqualifiedgamers.com. Currently on WGM+, I don't think there's that many. But Probably out- somewhere in like the 70s or 80s. Just look at our website and uh, and you should be able to find them. But anyway, yeah. what, uh, briefly what characterizes Muso game, you're a, it's an action game. Um, you are an ultra-powerful character and then you are attacked by like swarms of enemies. Hundreds of enemies, right? And you just kill them all and it makes you feel super powerful, and then occasionally there's like a mini boss or a big boss that you have to fight, and that's you're, you're underselling this. You'll beat a level and have killed fifteen hundred bad guys or like two thousand bad guys, or you'll like do a combo, you'll slash like eight times, and it'll be like, oh, you killed eighty dudes, and and like your combo was was four hundred hits long or something. Like it's just it's 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 grandiose in terms of like just the the amount of destruction that you are are wreaking on your enemies like that's it's that's it's shtick right that's the musa game shtick and it 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 is such there's like 35 dynasty warriors games that might be an exaggeration there's a lot of them um apparently they're very they're very they don't take long to make because they they seem to come out like every few months a new dynasty warriors game so this is one of those and i thought i was i didn't think i was done with muso games after hyrule warriors i I knew because I was following this this one that I, I was going to want to play it. So when I picked it up, I knew kind of exactly what I was getting myself in for because I had just played a lot of Hyrule Warriors a few months previous. And this game is, again, very similar. Basically the same game as Hyrule Warriors, only I have such, a, such an affinity for the Dragon Quest series that the whole setting the whole backdrop for all of the and for all of like the levels of the game all the enemies of the game because they are all dragon quest related that is actually enough to pull me back into this genre of game so um first of all it's the first dragon quest game that's been on a next generation console so the graphics are it's current gen now john it's current gen it's not next gen anymore it's current gen okay so on a current gen console, and as far as last generation goes, the only Dragon Quest game that that existed on last generation was a Dragon Quest game on the Wii U. What? Yeah, or was it the Wii U, or was it the Wii? There was a bad Dragon Quest game on the Wii. Uh, We're unqualified. We don't have to know. I don't know. I don't know. But there definitely wasn't like a traditional Dragon Quest game on the previous on the previous console. So like, this is the first time that that we Dragon Quest fans have been able to see like the enemies and stuff in you know in hd and they look it looks beautiful like it's 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 the graphics on it are just gorgeous the art is awesome so all the art is done by akira toriyama as well same guy that did dragon ball so you can definitely tell his like style when you're looking at the artwork in the game um 
because it is very Toriyama. Um, Akira Toriyama, the uh, illustrator of the Dragon Ball Z series, for those who are unawares, Dragon Ball Z and Chrono Trigger, I might add. So really the only interesting thing to talk about I probably is like how this differs from Hyrule Warriors because if it's if it's a Musou game, again, generally you're just killing lots of stuff. That's like the general shtick of the game. So you could pick up Hyrule Warriors if you're a Zelda fan and you could get the exact you could get the same feeling that you get out of out of um, Dragon Quest Heroes. So I guess what I can say is what should you expect in Dragon Quest Heroes that might be a little different, that might sound a little more appealing to you, um, or might keep you interested a little bit a little bit more. So, because you like this game better than Hyrule Warriors. I do. I do. Um, because it's a little bit more complex in terms of what you can do. So... Um, in Hyrule Warriors, uh, when you enter a level, you are a you pick a single character. Sometimes that character is picked for you, depending on like what story, what level you are in story mode, or what level you're picking on the big adventure board or whatever that thing was. Um, in this game, you create a party of four characters, and all four of the characters exist on the battlefield with you at once. They will operate of their own accord while you are controlling one of the characters, and you can switch between them freely at any point. Um, and control them so it it gives you kind of the option of playing in the levels a little bit more um because in general there aren't really time limits like hyrule warriors um and when you're switching between characters you know you can be fighting with one weapon because the other like the other characteristic of muso games is that every weapon feels incredibly different when you're controlling it you're basically controlling weapons when you're when you're playing the game and every weapon feels very different from one another in terms of like the combos you can do with it the speed at which the weapon swings etc i believe i can quote you as having said that all the weapons are the same thing you're just either hitting the same button three times and swinging a giant sword or you're hitting the same button three times and uh using a giant magic wand that blows everything up but either way you kill like a thousand things you pretty so, much directly said that before. So in this game, it's not so much that the weapons feel much different from okay. uh, because like like they're they can be incredibly slow. Some of them don't even have combos, for instance, like no combos at all. Um, some of them are um, like they they don't have like knockback on enemies and and stuff like that. And each character uses one individual weapon um so there's not multiple weapons per character either the weapons definitely feel different in this game than they did to me in hyrule wars um so and that could actually that could actually be due to another point that i'm about to get um so anyway the party system you've got a party of four people and you can switch between them um at will during during the battle that you're in and so you basically get your flavor of four different weapons in the same battlefield which is kind of nice because if you get bored doing one thing you can change over and, and do another um, the other thing that they do is in, in Hyrule Warriors and, and basically in, in all of the Musou games that I've played up to this point, um, enemies come as like three categories of enemy. There's your basic army dude that like will literally die in one swing of your weapon most of the time. If not one swing, then two. They barely do any damage to your character. The damage that they do it comes from like overwhelming your character. Um, but like in general, they don't mean anything. They're just there to get in your way. Right? It's like the goblins and Hyrule Warriors. Right, or the slimes and Dragon second, Quest. Sure, sure. The second tier of enemy is like a lieutenant, which is like a na- not a not like a, a formally named bad guy, but like 
a souped up version of one of these of one of these smaller guys. Um, like I think Stelphos were were lieutenant types in Hyrule Warriors. Also, um, what are like the zombie guys? What are those things called? Or are those the Stelphos? Stelphos. Yeah, and then there's like the zombie things that look like mummies, like the 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 redeads. Yes, is that what they? Yeah, so those are like lieutenants as well, um, and that's like generally in Muso games, and and oftentimes monsters will continue to spawn in these Muso games from like a point until you destroy the lieutenant, and then they stop spawning, or you that's that's when you've taken out their like that pocket of enemies, and then there's like the big bad guys, and in Hyrule Warriors they come in the form of um, there's like that super lar- super large plant thing. I mean, they're the things with like the health bars that you like have Dodongo to or Man. Mancola, Mandrake, Ma- Mand- Mandrake, Mandra- Mandragora, whatever that thing Mandragora, is. Mandragora, sure. Then, and then also when you're fighting like the other humanoids in that game, like when you're fighting Gandalf, he, Gandalf? he is a... Gandalf the wizard? Ganondorf. You literally... Ch- <laughs> All right. Did. Gandalf, I'm... yeah. So when you fight Frodo and Zelda. So you fight the... Frodo, Zelda, Gandalf, and Bilbo. Yeah. So you, you can tell I'm definitely not a, a Zelda fan. So, um, not a not your traditional Zelda fan. So you like Zelda games? You just I I do, but they're not like I don't I I am not your traditional Zelda fan. You have not read the Hyrule Historia, unfortunately. I, I haven't. I own it. I I haven't read. It. Um. So so then there's these there's these large large big bad guys that take a long time to kill and oftentimes do do a lot of damage. So um, every Musou game I've ever played up to this point, that's been the, that's been the formula. Dragon Dragon Quest Heroes seems very different in that. There's about 90 unique enemies, and they all are different. And you'll fight groups of them composed of multiple types of bad guys. So, for instance, they'll be like, there's a, there's an enemy called a Draki, and it's like a, a floating bat with a giant smile on its face. Uh, and you'll fight, like, four of these magic Drakis that, that'll cast a spell on you. Like, they can all cast a spell that puts, puts your party to sleep. And then in that same group of monsters, you'll fight four of these, um, like, boulder things that can explode. And they'll, like, roll forward, and they can roll over you and do damage, but then they can also explode and do damage. And you, you may get, like, four or five different types of enemies in a group of enemies that you're fighting that all have different abilities. So you have to you have to react a little maybe faster or differently um, than in previous Muso games that I've played. It actually brings a little more depth to it, which was surprising and very welcome. Like, I really enjoyed that. Um, so, and, and again, there's like 90 unique enemies. Some of them are incredibly, um, like, stout and resilient. Um, there's an enemy called a Hackasaurus, which is a Tyrannosaurus with an axe in its mouth. Um, appropriately named, obviously. Uh, and the Hack- the Hackasaurus has, I would say, I would say is a... It's an enemy where you can have five of them in a in like one area that you can choose to kill or have to kill. And uh, if your typical sword swing, to give you some perspective, does like fifty damage, the Hackasaurus probably has four thousand hit points. One of them, maybe more. No health bars or anything. So you, there's a lot of times where you're just like wildly swinging at some of these uh, stronger monsters for a very long time as a party. Uh, and it takes a long time to kill them. Um, and you have to be avoiding their attacks and dodging around at the same time. Um, so I think there's a, there's a, a, a deeper gameplay to this particular game than in any other Musa game I've played, including Hyrule Wars. Cause in Hyrule Wars, the only real challenge was getting around the battlefield 
in the amount of time like that you needed to get through it in so it was like a it was it was a time constraint as well as some of the bigger monsters on harder difficulties or in harder or in later levels uh, otherwise there was like no real challenge in fighting groups of of enemies at all um so that's that's one difference and the other the other major difference is that there are these things called monster medals that you can get when you're playing the game. And, and the monster medals drop randomly from individual monsters. And there's an individual monster level uh, medal for every single monster in the game. And they all have unique effects when you use them. There's two types. One have like one type is one-off effects, like uh, cast a giant spell that does huge area of effect damage. An- another, uh, another type is um, a like a, a guardian that'll just stand in one spot and fight monsters that that come forward to it until it dies or until there are no more monsters coming. So those are the two types. And and each monster medal for each monster is completely unique from other monsters, which is really cool. Like it's a really cool system um, that adds a ton of diversity to playing the game, which is also not something that generally happens in Musou games. Um, so those are like the two d- systems that I think are much different that kind of set this game apart. Otherwise, it's kind of a, it's kind of the same type of game, like I said before. It also um, doesn't have a menu-driven system um, to to determine like what what um, stage you're going to go to. Um, like in Hyrule Warriors, you would finish a stage and you'd immediately be put back in a menu, um, and you'd then pick from that menu what you would do next. Or you'd go on that world map and you'd pick from that world map what you were going to do next. The difference I'm trying to say is that like in, in this game, there's a hub world where you can like talk to NPCs to upgrade your weapons. You can talk to NPCs to buy armor. Like a little um, RPG village. Yeah, like they really tried to put some RPG tropes in this game to keep it familiar enough to Dragon Quest fans that they can that they can relate to it. Um, because other than other than sharing characters with Dragon Quest games. And the monsters being from Dragon Quest, and keep and and don't get me wrong, those are those are huge benefits to to it feeling like a Dragon Quest game. But other than those things and the hub world, like it's not anything like a traditional Dragon Quest game at all. Right, it's a um, Dynasty Warriors, but game. it's got the it is it's got it's got kind of a cool in, like relatively interesting story. They did a good job making a story with it, um, a much better like much better job than the Hyrule Warriors story, which was. In general, pretty terrible. Excuse me. Um, what was wrong with them all being in crossover worlds in Sia the Sorceress and whatever the storyline was? I can't remember it, but I'm sure it was really yeah. good. Yeah. Is, is this an original? Or when Ganon just a yes, it's an original. Like that. Does yes. it try to explain why all these characters from all the different Dragon Quest games are together? Or no, no. It just uses it uses like so kind of very badly. The explanation as to why there are characters from other universes is not the most important part of the story. It, the general the general story is a good Dragon Quest style story. I think they just explain them like um they like rifts to another dimension have opened and like these people have just walked through. Like that's their explanation. I'm riveted. You know, kind of a lot like Hyrule Warriors. But the actual the, the through story about what's happening in this particular world is decent. Um so I don't know. Like the other thing, I'll be honest though, is that like I, I got this two two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. I I was playing it like crazy. I have no idea how far into it I am. Probably about halfway, maybe. And I've just like fallen off the same cliff that I had with Hyrule Warriors. Like it's not even like 
I've slowed down playing the game. I went from playing the game like two to three hours a day to literally not playing the game at all for the past couple of days. And I haven't wanted to. So, and this is exactly what happened to me with Hyrule Warriors. I was playing that game a lot. And I didn't know why I was playing that game. But I was playing that game a lot. And then literally like one day, I just stopped playing it. And I never wanted to play it again, ever. Now, I don't know if I'm never going to want to play this game again. I I honestly, I, I don't think that's going to be true with this. But I, I, as of right now, I don't really want to play this game right like at all i just don't but are you are you riding your exercise bike because that's when you really like to play hyrule warriors i am i am actually so do you play this game on your exercise bike i don't want to so i i don't know i just i I, maybe it's like the style of game maybe it only grabs me for a certain period of time like it started to it started to get a little tedious and it could have been the like the length of which I was playing of my gaming sessions, but it started to get a little tedious towards the end. And th- like I said, I just completely stopped playing it. Well, at one point, I haven't gone back. I'm sure you'll pick this one up again at some point. Uh, have you? What What I can say, what I can say is that like I am the only one of of our friends that I know of, um, like in our group of friends that that we know that play video games. I'm the only one that I know of that ever had any affinity to Dragon Quest at all. I don't know if anybody else really played the games. And I've literally played... I've played Dragon Quest 1 through 8 other than 2 because I never had a way to play 2. But I owned 1, 3, and 4 for the original NES. Played all of those. Actually sold 4 for a decent amount of money because it's a pretty rare game. Um, I own 5 and... 4, 5, and 6. So I owned 4... I owned 4 again on the... Game Boy Advance, and 5 and 6 came out for the first time in America on the Game Boy Advance. I own all of those, have played those. I played through Dragon Quest 7, which is like a 115 or 120 hour game. I played through all of that, and I played through Dragon Quest 8 like three times, because I loved that game. So, and I don't know if any of you guys have ever played a Dragon Quest game. I ever. don't either, actually. So, yeah, so like, I, I can't, like, I can't honestly recommend this game i can't recommend this game if you have no affinity to dragon quest because otherwise it's just a muso game and you'll probably have better luck playing hyrule warriors for the wii u Hmm. interesting because because there's a good there's a better chance that you have at least a relationship with the zelda franchise compared to the dragon quest franchise now that being said this game plays way better than hyrule warriors there's zero slowdown um and it looks way better because it's on the PS4 paired to the Wii U. Like, they're just kind of objective facts, right? But in terms of, like, actually grabbing you and, and convincing you to continue to play the game, again, if, you haven't, if you've never played a Dragon Quest game, have zero affinity for it, like, you shouldn't get this, because you're not... You're going to get tired of it even quicker, probably, than I did. Hmm. Noted. Well, the, I mean, I got I bought the game because it's a Dragon Quest But game. then what's the draw? Like, uh, there's a draw to Dynasty Warriors games other than the storyline of Dynasty Warriors, right? So, I mean, like, like let's say I just want to play... Yeah, oh, okay, so, so yeah, let me, let, me, let me also say then that, like, if you love Dynasty Warriors game, go ahead and pick this up because it is, it is a Dynasty Warriors game with a completely new skin on it, and it'll look... It'll, it'll, like, be super refreshing to you as a Dynasty Warriors fan. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, the, I, I think the draw is the, and we've talked about this before, the draw is the, like, turning off your brain and mashing buttons and wreaking total destruction on a group of enemies. Like, having very little to think about uh, in terms of, like, how you're, how you're fighting in this game. Just, like, being able to button mash and destroy everything. Like, there's some value to that. Well... 
Is there like 50, 50 to 60 hours worth of game time value of that? I, I don't know. I feel like I might have played Hyrule Warriors that long. I don't know, though. I don't really know either. Interesting. Well, um, I don't have a PlayStation 4, so I will never play this game. But maybe if the listener does, they can check it out. Yeah, one other thing is Hyrule Warriors did have that adventure mode that um, had like 100, and 100 levels in it, maybe like 80 levels, um, that you could uh, work on, on getting an A ranking on. And uh, I, I guess I guess you could say that like kept it a little fresh because each one of those levels was different. They had different objectives. Um, there's nothing like that in this game. There are quests that you're given, but they all exist in the levels that you have already played and in previous levels. Um, and and I actually wish that that adventure system was in this game hmm. because I like this skin more than I like the Zelda skin of Dynasty Warriors. But I liked, I, I actually, like, in retrospect, I liked the variety that that mode gave um, compared to what types of variety I'm finding in Hyrule Warriors. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I think I agree. They're nice and bite-sized, too. Like, you can jump on and play for 5, 10, 15 minutes, and you're good. Like, uh, in Hyrule Warriors, some of the main quest levels are, like, an hour long, or, like, 45 minutes long, let's say. So they're pretty lengthy. Like, it sounds from, uh, like like axe dinosaur mouths uh kind of battles that you're doing pretty substantially long levels in the main actually mode. no the levels are much short so the levels are much shorter than in hyrule warriors in terms of the um the 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 main story quests oh interesting um, you can go back in any level and um fight to to get um specific crafting materials or to gain levels with your characters um and there's no time limit on those. Monsters will spawn infinitely on those. But the actual main story quests are all relatively short. Like 15 minutes is probably the longest I've spent with one. Um, the boss weird. fights are so way better. Have you, way, way better. Have you, well, I believe that. Have you beaten the game yet then? I'm about halfway through. Awesome. How do you know that? Um, I'm estimating because there's a uh, there's there's a... In a, basically an achievement system within the game um and the first like 20 achievements are hidden until you complete the beat the boss that unlocks that achievement and i've i've beaten about 10 of those bosses so i'm assuming that there's about 20 and so i'm assuming I'm about halfway into the game. Ah, well, there you go <laughs> deductive yeah. reasoning reaches the podcast the first time well cool well i'm glad you like it and it doesn't feel like a waste of money and you have something to do when you're on the exercise bike now well when you wait do you have the exercise bike at your temporary domicile I do. I brought it here. Oh, nice. It folds up. I figured, you know, I, it might be nice to get some physical activity still. Physical activity still is generally good? Generally? Generally. Generally. I actually played Hyrule Warriors. Uh, I was on a, a trip. I went to a bachelor party where we played uh, over the last weekend where we played lots of board games and things. And I brought my Wii U because I was like... Wait, wait high schooler high schoolers are getting married and you went to their bachelor party? No, actually friends our age. It was shocking. It was unique. I didn't think once. you went to parties... I didn't think you went to parties with people our age. Yeah. So there were eight people that were going to be there. And I was like, well, Smash Brothers is eight players, so I better bring it. I brought it and ended up playing Smash Brothers with one or two of them. Wasn't exactly the hit of the of the party. I mean, I, I figured, like, we probably won't play it much, but I'll have it. And then that way, if people are awake and it's late and they're too drunk to play a board game or who knows... I don't know. Uh, maybe all the strippers we had come over might want to play. 
No, we don't. Um, but I saw Brada anyway. Uh, but in the airport, I, I had just airport debacles left and right. Ended up in an airport for basically like four hours, just kind of waiting around. So I actually hooked it up and played some Hyrule Warriors. And the nice thing about Musou games is that you can just kind of like throw them on and play them for an hour or two, having not played them for months at a time, and still just be able to. I mean, it's they're just so simple and accessible. You can just kind of pop on, and there you go. So I like that. Like, you, you, you're sick of this game now. Not sick of it, but, like, you kind of, like, don't have a burning desire to play it right now. But, like, in a week or two weeks, even, you could, like, leave it for a month, but then pick it up and literally have nothing missing. I mean, the barrier of entry is nothing. Like, you could have brought that game to that bachelor party and somebody who has, like, simply just held a controller before maybe, like, two times could pick up a controller and feel powerful in the game and and like at least achieve something in the game so like that is one of the draws that is the draw of this type of game right yeah you could be completely wasted and probably still play the game totally fine probably true yeah cool although we don't advocate drinking and driving on this podcast nobody said anything about driving at all so we so we well that's uh well that's wonderful um i guess i should probably do you have anything else to add about this game not the game no cool what what does that mean not the game no i I don't know if we're gonna like are we talking about something else i don't know no not really i was you are the host of the show you are the lead i am the follow you are the lead dancer i don't know what any of that standing on your feet i was going to just say what i i don't know how to dance i was gonna briefly update on what i've been playing um which is just metal gear solid 5 pretty much i am what did i tell you 78 hours in i think the so, last I heard, you couldn't play it for like two weeks because of how busy you were, and it was sad. That and was the worst. Me, and then you told me that you started playing it again, and you just unlocked multiplayer, and that was like 40-some hours into the game. Uh, no, I'm maybe like... 70-some hours into I'm the game. I'm 70-some hours into the game, and I'm 39% done with the game. So 35, 39% completion rate. So I know that there is plenty of additional content to go, which is really nice. And, and you just unlocked multiplayer? Yeah. Most I don't even people, understand. It doesn't even make sense. No, most people could probably do it more quickly, but I, I'm taking my time in the game. But I'll, I'll touch on that in a, in a later episode of this podcast. I just wanted to mention that that's kind of where I'm at, and I'm still enjoying it. Um, and I'm looking forward to chatting about it sometime in the near future. Um, but in the meantime, we have an announcement that we're going to make an announcement at some point, kind of generally. But first... Gunna Geek Network promos, because we're part of the Gunna Geek Network, and I had the idea to promote other shows, because they're really good, and I'm going to do that, and then um, and then we're going to do our little announce- mini-announcement, and then wrap the show. How does that sound? That sounds great. Cool. Well, on All Things Good and Nerdy this week, on episode 183, they have a Halloween hangover episode. They recorded this the day after Halloween... Oh boy. And our fearless leaders are tired, but soldiering on with a new show. Yes, on ATGN 183, Chris brings word that in a shocking move, AMC has renewed The Walking Dead for season 7. Think that's irony. The shocking part. Naki reveals the script for episode 14 of Constantine, while Anthony geeks out over the face Damien Dark will be in all the DC TV shows. The fact. Geeks out over the fact. The Damien Dark. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fix this little typo right there while Could she be gets geeking over, out over the face, the though. Too fact. Damien Dark will be in all DC TV shows, and don't worry, Willie is back again this week to give his take on all the news. So, oh, I can't breathe. So that is going on on all things good and nerdy this week. And um, what else? There's so many other shows. 
I don't even know what to promote, so I, I'm not going to really promote anything else, except for Voices of Defiance. Voices of Defiance episode 47, um, since Sci-Fi announced the Defiance cancellation t- uh, very recently, um, they say their final farewells on episode 47, which is the Voices of Defiance finale. So they also say their finale farewells to Continuum, and just join them for one last round, uh, the Need Want, as we all figure out what their next moves are. Um, but there are many uh, members of the Gunna Geek Network from Voices of Defiance to participate in other shows as well. So you'll be able to hear them. Just go to gunnygeek.com to find out how and where. And Did you hear that there's going to be a new Star Trek series? I heard there's going to be a new Star Trek series. I'm not sure how I feel about it, actually. I, I mean, they know how bad Enterprise was. So, like, they know like they know what they need to, to fix, right? Yeah, I I could go on at length about Star Trek. Um, I I grew up as a you and I both did pretty much as we, yeah. we had a Star Trek club in second grade. I mean, I have, yeah. the, I have the first edition Star Trek encyclopedia. I was Captain Kirk for Halloween in like third grade. Like I'm I am a Trekkie. Um, it hasn't been as I don't want to say relevant like in a bad way, but like Star Trek hasn't been present in our culture for a decade now, right? That's not no, it has not as a TV well, show, but it, as movies. That's what I mean. Okay, as a TV show, other than the J.J. Abrams reboots, there's been no sustained presence of Star Trek like there used to be for like a no, decade. because Enterprise was terrible, right? Because Enterprise was terrible. So, um, literally, no details have come out. All they said is it's a new cast. That's all we know. We don't know when it is. Is it original series era? Is it later? Is it next generation or later? Like, we don't know anything about it. So I'm not going to pass any judgments. I think it's it's a cool idea. I think if not for the existence of Enterprise, I would be unabashedly excited. But because they did a new Star Trek series and tried a new concept and it failed so miserably, I'm, I'm tentative. So I'm going to reserve any judgment whatsoever until I have further details. And that's how I feel about the new, the new Star Trek reboot. I think that sounds dumb. Yeah, well, so are you. So the final thing I wanted to touch on is that we, Unqualified Gamers, drumroll please, Jonathan. Can you can you hear that? That is the least uh, enthusiastic drum I don't have a drum. I have ever heard. I don't have a drum. So, uh, and we're, this is like a pad that looks like it's meant to muffle sound, so. We are changing our name. I, I mean, not even just that. We're like, we're changing some stuff. Well, but mostly we're changing our name and right. some stuff. We're changing the brand. John and I are going to have a new name. We're not going to announce it right now, but, uh, and we don't have an official launch date, but it will be, I'm thinking January 2016, if not slightly sooner. Um, but by January 2016, we are going to have a new podcast name, a new website, and it's going to be great. We'll still be syndicated on WGMplus.com and on the Gunna Geek Network. We'll still be proud members of the Gunna Geek Network. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be really cool. And uh, no, our new name will not be Qualified Gamers or More Qualified Gamers or any variation of that. We're, we're going in a, a new direction that is still video game podcast related. But I think that it makes sense for the evolution of the show. And after three glorious years, we'll have a new, uh, some new pants. Is it only been three years? It's been three years, yeah. That actually is still a very long time. Or four. No, it must have been three. I don't remember. I thought it was 2011. 11, 12, 13, 14. I, I, look, several years. It, decades. It's been, a, it's been a good long time. It's been a, it's long, been a good long walk. It's, and, and you and I... Getting from there here. Really, really, it's because we are much different people than we were just a couple of years ago. Many more things are going on in our lives than... Uh, and we're going on then. So I'm the same person. You have a baby. That's the only difference. Yeah, I guess you're right. I've got 
Yeah, 